if I start comparing myself, it is the best trigger that I have to like, nope, water your own grass. Water your own grass. Because right now, if you're sitting here looking at someone else's life, looking at someone else's work and feeling like, oh, I'm jealous of that thing or I want that thing or I wish I had that thing. If I'm doing that, I'm not actually doing the thing that I'm saying I wanna have. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi guys, welcome to my dining room table. <laughs> I promise I really am uh, working on a permanent studio space for the podcast if you've been following this saga. Jack is actually coming tomorrow, if you can believe it. He's going to come here flying out from California to help me begin to build out the studio. But in the meantime, we're at the dining room table. And I hope that's cool. How are you guys? How's the year going? How's 2023 treating you? It is the 23rd day of 2023. And I mean, January's been pretty wild. I think that I always have these expectations about what's going to happen in my January. And then it sort of goes a lot of different directions, but I'm feeling good I was in LA last week doing a bunch of podcast interviews, which you'll you'll hear on the show here soon, and I'm excited for you to get to hear some of these conversations. But um, one of my favorite things I did in LA was I got this sweatshirt. If you're not watching this on YouTube, then you just imagine a really good uh, – I'm going to call this color burnt sienna. I remember that crown was one of my favorites when I was a little girl, burnt sienna. So just imagine this brownish, orangish, very light, one of those sweatshirts that you buy brand new, but it looks like you bought it at a vintage shop. And I wasn't planning on doing shopping that day, which is my favorite kind of shopping to do. But there is a brand that I absolutely love called The Great which if I'm not mistaken is Emily and Merritt, if y'all are familiar with them, their whole line of clothing is like vintage Americana, for lack of a better word. But it, like the reason I got into this brand is because the jeans fit so well. And then I just sort of fell in love with everything else. I've only ever shopped for it online. And I was in LA and I was grabbing coffee on Melrose and lo and behold, there's a store. And I had that moment where I was like, we're about to make some mistakes. We are about to do some shopping that we don't need. But I justified it by saying, 
well, this is my birthday present to myself because I just had my birthday. So all of that to say, this new sweatshirt is just <laughs> fantastic. I am like the only person I know who does a, you know, a big shopping spree and just ends up buying more sweatshirts. I can't help it though. They're so comfy. I don't want to change. So I have this episode of the show that I've been wanting to record for a while. And my intention today was to record this episode for you guys. But then at a very human moment that then inspired me to change the conversation that I'm going to have with you today, because I had some tools that I could reach for to deal with this very human moment. And then I was able to talk myself back around and I thought, oh, I bet you guys would maybe glean some ideas from this encounter as well. I was having my coffee. I gave myself a countdown just like I do for my five-year-old. I don't know if y'all have to do this, but I have to give myself a countdown because otherwise I'll just sit and have coffee for way longer than I should because I just love my morning routine and I love my coffee. And the last bit of the routine was I'm going to go get my workout in. I'm going to get this done. So I said, okay, Rach, at 8.30, you're wrapping this train up and you're going to go out to the gym and you're going to do what you need to do. So that means I've got, you know, 20 minutes left, 20 minutes and half a cup of coffee. And I was like, I'm going to go see what's happening on the gram. I feel like, and we're going to get to this in a minute, but I feel like I have gotten my Instagram to such a beautiful feed that my feed inspires me. I don't go on it all the time, but whenever I do, it's like a lot of like animal videos. It's things like Upworthy. It's stuff that just like makes my heart feel so happy. It's my friends. It's just things that like I get a boost from this. And I always say like, pay attention to how you feel energetically when you are interacting with any social media platform. Because if you're not feeling great, why are you continuing to take part in it? If you're not feeling great when you interact with YouTube, with Instagram, with Facebook, with TikTok, if you're feeling drained, if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling less than, if you're feeling anything but awesome, you should not be consuming it or you should augment the way you are consuming it. So that being said, I go on to Instagram because I'm like, I'm just going to scroll through, going to see what's happening in the world. And I happen to see something that pushes me into a comparison spiral. And y'all, I am so good at this. I am so good at navigating around comparison. Intellectually, I know it doesn't serve us. It doesn't mean anything. Like every freaking catchphrase, quote, idea that pertains to comparison. I have written about, talked about, belief with every fiber of my being. And even I sometimes see something that without me being conscious of it, I'm in a space of comparison. And if you are comparing your life to someone else's life, and we're like, we all know the things, right? You're comparing your real life to someone else's filtered thing. You're comparing your real life to a, a situation where you don't know the full backstory. You are comparing yourself and it just, it robs you of energy. It robs you of joy. You don't need me to tell you why comparison is 
so jacked up and why it is never, ever, ever going to make you better and why it is only going to make you feel like crap. You don't need me to tell you that, right? We know. We know what comparison does to us. But two really interesting things happen in this moment. Number one, I was reminded of how important it is to take literally 15 seconds. If you're going to go consume social media of any kind, to take 15 seconds and ground yourself in intentionality, to ground yourself in the reminder that you are about to go look at a produced visual reality, that you're about to go look at something that isn't exactly true, which is great. I think it can be inspiring and fun. And oftentimes it hypes me up, but it's important to remember before you go into it. Because if you're not conscious, then you potentially could find yourself in the situation I found myself in, which is comparing. It wasn't even conscious thought. And in fact, I've done enough therapy to understand that's not even, the comparison is not even happening with my 40-year-old self. That's not 40-year-old Rachel that's comparing herself. That is some other version of me. That's me at 11. That's me at 17. That's me at 25. That's some different part of me that is showing up in that moment, but it's so loud that it's taking full control. It's like literally taking over it's like a puppet master. It's taking control of my thoughts and my feelings in that moment. But I have done enough work to understand, whoa, 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 what's happening? And also how to get out of it. And that's what I want to talk about today on the show. Because I'm positive that you also find yourself in moments of comparison. And maybe it's not even moments. Maybe you are straight up living in a comparison every single day. Maybe your whole world is just you looking at other women or other men or other people and going, they've got it better, he's smarter, she's more well-connected, they have money, they have resources, they have all of these things. You're just living in this soup of comparison and it is impossible for you to exist in a state of comparison and a state of abundance. It is impossible for you to be comparing yourself to other people and not have it push you into a scarcity mindset. And from a scarcity mindset, you are only going to create more of that. So for me, what's really interesting is that I wasn't comparing myself to a celebrity. I actually was comparing myself to a friend. Wild but we do it. Like, let's not BS about this. We totally do this. Unless you are some evolved human being. And frankly, if you are an evolved human being, I'm assuming you're not going on Instagram, right? So like, I assume that we all find ourselves where you like have this instant moment where you're comparing yourself to a friend. So here's what happened. And I think they could care less that I'm going to tell you guys this story. And it only is like, they're doing great. They're wonderful, whatever. I was scrolling through and I saw that my friends, Lauren and Michael Bostick, who have the Skinny Confidential podcast, they do her and him, like they have this whole thing that they do and they're killing it. Dear Media, all of the other shows, like I genuinely do not desire what they have. I'm not jealous. I'm not, I'm like, hell yeah do that, build that thing. They have been working on this forever. They're experiencing the success of that. They're like 
real life industry friends. And so I follow them because every time I see their stuff, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But today I was scrolling through my feed and I see Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer was their most recent interview. The level of iconic, holy shit, you got Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Like I'm just looking at this thing and I'm like, God, you are so cool, whatever. And without conscious thought, some little part of me is like, why don't I get to interview Michelle Pfeiffer? Why haven't I had her on the show? I could do an interview. All the BS that comes up, that bubbles up in our system when we are looking at someone else's life and thinking, I don't have that because I'm not as cool. I don't have that because I'm not, I just started naming all of these, re which literally make no sense. When I think of the interviews that I've done in the last week, like the people, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I wanted to talk about it because comparison and comparing yourself to other people is not rational, but it is powerful. And when you jump into this comparison game, yeah, it robs you of all the things, but more than anything, where I think we have to pay attention is that it robs us of momentum. It removes all the power that we found in this present moment. So rather than just sitting in this, I did some things. I did some things to get out of this mindset and to get back into a place of abundance because I believe that when you are living in a state of gratitude, when you are aware of your blessings, when you are living in a state of abundance, that's where true creation happens. That's where you do your best work. That's where you start to see the most blessings. That's where you show up best for yourself, for your team, for your children, for your partner. That's where I wanna live. And if that's where I wanna live, then I have to take conscious steps to stay in that place which I did this morning, and I thought I would share them with you in case you might find it helpful too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Let's start at the beginning. Before I jump into the tools, 
I want to start with the foundation that is necessary in order to pull these tools off quickly. This foundation has been taught by so many people, so many teachers, so many different ways, kind of all saying the same thing. But the reference that I'm going to give today is the first version of this that I ever heard. And the first version of this that I ever heard was at my first personal development conference, God, 10 years ago. And it was from Tony Robbins. The first way that I heard him explain this, which incidentally he did on a recent episode of the show, he came back on early this year and we had a conversation and he mentioned this again. So it's top of my mind. But basically your life and the quality of your life is based on three decisions that you are making every second of every day. And if you are not aware that you are making these decisions every second of every day, you will float through the world like jetsam in a current and never be conscious enough to change your mindset and therefore never be conscious enough to change the direction so that you are steering yourself the way that you want to go instead of just going along with the tide. So the three decisions that we are making every single second of every single day is number one, what are you focusing on? What are you focusing on? In this given moment, literally, if you look around yourself, I'm focusing on the shoes and the jackets that are all piled up that I should probably clean up later. I see this book. I see this water bottle. There's a picture. There's the backyard. What am I focusing on in this moment? Yes. But also, the second thing that you are making a decision on is what does it mean? What am I focusing on? And what have I decided that this thing I'm focusing on means? So for instance, this part of my house is a mess. There's coats and shoes and I have four kids. There's the bag here. Everything's messy. All the things that I'm happened to see in front of me right now, because you know I cleaned up this back area for this shot, but everything in front of me is cluttered. So I could look at the clutter. That's what I could choose to focus on. And I could say, well, this is, I'm overwhelmed. I never have enough help. The house is always messy. These kids never pick up after themselves. I can decide that that's what the clutter means. Or I can see these things in front of me and go, oh, it looks like a life well lived. This looks like a home where people live, where we have fun. There's a puzzle that we were playing with the other day. There's a book that my daughter was reading to me because she was learning to read. There's you know, I have a, a blackboard in front of me that says, I always put different quotes on it. And this one right now says, thankful that dogs have guardian angels too, because our dog was really seriously injured and he's on the mend. Like there's all of these things in front of me that represent a beautiful life or that just represent that my house is messy and I feel overwhelmed. I choose what to focus on and I decide what it means every single second of the day. I, I look in the backyard, and this time of year, I'll be honest, everything's dead. It's been very cold in Texas. Everything in the yard is dead. And it's so easy for me to look in this backyard this time of year and just be like, oh my, it's, everything's dead. It's dying. I'm not taking good enough care of the land. You know, I need to do something. We need to have someone come and put sod in. Like I start to go up. 
Or I could look out these windows and be like, my gosh, I have this beautiful yard. I have an amazing view because I'm on a hilltop. Yes, everything is dead because it's winter and this is the cycle and what follows winter but spring. And a couple of months, I will look out this window and it will be nothing but wildflowers. I choose what I focus on and I choose what it means. These are two decisions I am making all of the time. The third decision that we are making all of the time, what to focus on, what do we decide it means, and what are we going to do about it, right? What are we going to do about it? In the case of the clutter, I am going to clean this up before the kids come home from school because you and I both know that if I don't, it's going to get even worse, right? But because I changed my perspective on what it means, I'm going to do it with a happy heart. I'm so blessed that I'm inside this warm house right now when so many people are sleeping on the street. I'm going to do these things with a happy heart. It's the same with comparison. In this instance this morning where I was triggered for some weird reason, what I was focusing on was the success that my friends were having. I decided in that moment, because I was totally unconscious, I decided that it meant that their success meant that I was somehow less successful or their success was a sign that I was never going to have an interview like that or their success was whatever BS the little version of me was saying inside myself, but it wasn't good. So I decided to focus on that. That's what I decided it means. And here's the kicker. Most people, when they compare, the action that they take is one that makes things worse. It slows you down. It makes you stop. It makes you give up. It makes you quit what you're working on. It makes you do those things with less passion and less energy, right? Maybe you'll go about the dream. Maybe you'll work on the goal, but you sort of lost the motivation that you had before you saw the thing that made you compare. So what are you focusing on? What do you decide it means? And what are you going to do? Now, let's shift it for just a quick moment before we move on from this foundation because it's very powerful. Because those three decisions stack on top of each other, the very first one being the foundation of what are you focusing on, the easiest way to shift it is to shift into only focusing on what you can control right? Are you going to focus on what you can control or what you can't? So in this instance, I could be like, my life is overwhelming. I have four kids. Like I could spin out on those things. I can't control that. That is what it is, right? But what I can control is, okay, what are the pieces of being a mom? I'm just making this up. What are the pieces of being a mom that feel tense right now? What feels hard? What feels, this sucks, this is what, what are those things? If I can identify those things, then I can identify the parts of it I can control. So if one of the things, just one of the parts of motherhood that feel difficult right now is a cluttered kitchen, I can control that. I can clean that up. I can come up with a plan. I can get organized. I focus on the things I can control, which makes me feel a million times better. See, oftentimes 
we're obsessing over all this stuff, not realizing that what we're obsessing over are parts that we have no ability to affect, which means we just end up drowning in this sense of overwhelm. In a place of overwhelm, there's not much you can do. But if you focus on what you can control, even doing one little thing right now today, just one, will help you to feel more settled and more centered. It's why everybody recommends that you make your bed first thing in the morning. Because making your bed first thing in the morning is one thing that you are in control of. When you come back to that bed at the end of the day, you're like, well, hell's bells. If I didn't do anything else, I made my freaking bed. From a foundation of that place, what are you focusing on? Now, let's say it's too late. You already saw your friends or you saw someone on social media. What have you decided it means? I can look at other people in my industry having success and I can decide that that means I won't be successful, that there's only so much success to go around, that it's never, you know, all these dumb stories we tell ourselves. Or I can look at the success as an example that someone else is doing it, which means I can also do it. I feel like women are the freaking worst at this. We see some other woman succeed and we're like, oh, we either we tell ourselves that it can't be ours because she's already done it or worse, we sort of gossip and talk shit and, you know, send negative energy to that person because we're thinking, well, if she continues to have success, then I won't have success. So I've got to tear her down. Right? This is where it creeps over from jealousy to envy. This is where it turns into something dangerous where you say, well, I want to have the tallest building in town, which means I can build something tall or I can demolish all the other buildings so that I get to be the best at the height that I am right now. We do this energetically. And I believe that there is nothing that we put out into the world, whether other people know about it or not. I believe that if you put negative energy out, even if it's just with thoughts, that that's coming back to you. I believe that's real. I think there are billions of people on this planet who are putting out toxic negative energy with their thoughts about others and don't understand why parts of their life suck why parts of their life are falling apart. I really believe that if you're putting hateful energy out into the world, it comes back to you. And it's difficult because a lot of people are raised with that mentality. A lot of us saw mama talking shit about the neighbors. A lot of us saw daddy making up the list of reasons why he was never successful because you know, so-and-so got this and so-and-so got that and such-and-such had connections and skills that he didn't have. And that stuff seeps in deep. That stuff seeps in deep. Whether they say those things to try and protect us with their own protective mechanisms or whether they just don't know better and so they give us that ideology. Either way, it seeps in and becomes who we are. So I'm not saying that you actively chose this way of being, but I am saying that if you are conscious of it, once you become conscious of what you're putting out, then you are required to do something to help yourself become better. Or not. 
or you just stay in this toxic place where everything is hard and life sucks and it's never getting better and the world is out to get you. But I freaking promise you that that attitude and that ideology is not going to take you very far. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas, the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. The next question is, what are you going to do about it? You've had this moment. You've been triggered in this way. This is what we're focusing on. This is what you've decided it means. And what are you going to do? The first thing I did, no bullshit. The first thing I did was send a text to my friends 
and say, holy shit, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh my God. And I hadn't, I hadn't texted with them in months. So it wasn't like I'm interacting with them all the time, but just like, I'm about to be a hype squad right now. And it wasn't bullshit. It was so genuine because what I want you to get in this, I am not a therapist, but I feel very confident that there is some psychology here. I don't think that your higher self is what is triggered by comparison. I believe, at least I'll speak for myself, that that was some other version of me that showed up in that moment and felt threatened by someone else's success. That's not my higher self. My higher self is who sent the text message to my friends. My higher self is like, I'm about to be your hype squad. My higher self was like, you guys, this is amazing. Love seeing you win. Fantastic interview. Good for you. Like that was my higher self. And it doesn't even matter what comes back from that text message. It's what I want to put out into the world. Because I do want people in my industry to succeed. I do want to see other people winning because that only means that the tide is rising in the harbor. And when the tide rises in the harbor, all the boats rise with it. So the first thing I did was change my action. 10 years ago, my action would have been some kind of weird ass spiral, would have been some kind of story that I told myself, would have been some kind of beating myself up, would have been some kind of crazy thing that doesn't even matter because that is not who I am anymore. But the first thing that I did today was celebrate that person. And if you have a moment like this in your own world, even if you don't know that person, you could just celebrate them where you are. You could literally just close your eyes, send a prayer, send something out and be like, good for them. Good for The Rock. Good for Ashley Graham. Good for this influencer who got to do the race that I was wanting to do. Good for this other author who got the book deal. Good for this podcaster who's succeeding. Good for them. Good for them. You can take a moment and meditate on it. It's really powerful to flip the script on jealousy because jealousy, comparison, that's not who you are. That's a feeling that you had. It only becomes who you are if you allow that feeling to take root, if you invest in it, if you start thinking through it, if you start you know, really traveling down that hill. So take control of your action. And honestly, if you feel like this is a little bit of BS, like I'm not really feeling super pumped for this person who is living out my dream right now, that's human. That's real. So then I'm going to tell you to take a tip from Gretchen Rubin and act the way you want to feel. Act the way you want to feel. Even if you don't feel super pumped for this person, just act like it. Because if you do that enough, you rewire your brain that this is who you are and this is how you think. Y'all, all of these things that you are experiencing, it's just your wiring. It's just a history of living life and trying stuff out that has programmed you to think in a specific way and you can be reprogrammed. You can rewire your thoughts to have different 
opinions and actions and feelings. And I know that that's true because I'm a completely different human being at 40 than I was at 35, than I was at 30 or 25 or 20. So give it a try. The first thing I want you to do is change your response to it, change your action. Now, my next piece of advice is a little bit more hardcore, but I feel like you need to hear it because I need to hear it because this is what I remind myself all the time. The first thing that I want to do is switch my response to something. I want to shout out my friends. I want to celebrate those wins. I want to change the energy and the vibration that I'm at. The second thing that I want to do is the motherfucking work. Yeah, I'm going to cuss. I'm going to use the whole word. Comparison is the best reminder that I have that my head is not down and I am not doing the work. 100%. I don't know if there is a better indication in my life that I am playing into resistance. Have you guys ever read The War of Art? If you have not read The War of Art, I need you to order it right now. Like stop this podcast and go get that book. It's been around forever. I read it once a year. It is so incredible. But the whole book is about resistance and the resistance that we have to things and how we fall into this mentality of resistance because it's easier than actually doing the work. If I start comparing myself, it is the best trigger that I have to like, nope, water your own grass. Water your own grass. Because right now, if you're sitting here looking at someone else's life, looking at someone else's work and feeling like, oh, I'm jealous of that thing or I want that thing or I wish I had that thing. If I'm doing that, I'm not actually doing the thing that I'm saying I want to have. The person that you admire didn't get to where they are. They didn't get that moment. They didn't get that interview. They didn't get that book deal. They didn't get those things by sitting on Instagram and feeling sad that they didn't have what the other person had. You get that stuff by doing the work. Not talking about the work, not dreaming about the work, not doing a mother effing mastermind about it, not taking a class, doing a course, going to a conference, going to do the work. Do the work. And here's the thing. You know what the work is. You know what it is. In your heart of hearts, if you are working on a goal, I don't care if that is personal or professional, you know the next right move. Your spirit knows it. If you got quiet right now and asked that voice inside you, if you asked that higher power, if you said, what's the next thing I need to be doing? You know the answer. You know it. It's the hard thing. In this instance, the hard thing is continuing to write, continuing to record podcasts, continuing to do those things because the fruition of that labor might not show up for you for six months or a year or five years or 10. It's way easier to latch on to someone else's success being the reason that you don't have what you want than it is to commit to five years of work. It's so much easier. And here's the thing, when it comes to our resistance of actually doing the work, resistance does not care what form it takes to get you to stop. Resistance will look for good excuses, stupid excuses, jealousy, sickness. It's a sunny day. It's a cloudy day. I don't have this. I don't have... Resistance doesn't care how it gets you to stop. It just wants you to stop. 
God, I, I still can't remember where this quote came from, but it's one of my favorites. The devil doesn't need to destroy you. He just needs to distract you. The devil doesn't need to destroy you. He just needs to distract you. He needs to distract you long enough so that you forget who you are, so that you forget why you're here, so that you forget the desire of your heart. And he does not care how that distraction shows up. He doesn't care if he distracts you by getting a PhD or by drinking yourself into an early grave. Doesn't matter. So long as you're not living out who your creator made you to be. It doesn't matter what form it takes. It's all just an effort to keep you from doing the thing you know you need to do. You need to write the words. You need to record the show. You need to make your video for YouTube. You need to, you know, send out more inquiries. You need to go do the stand-up and bomb. You need to try again and again and again. And what sucks is that at any moment we can open up this thing that's in our pocket and see an example of someone else living the life we want to live. But y'all, the only way out is through. If you want to live that life, if you truly want that thing to be yours, there is one answer. So instead of looking at the comparison thing as an example of all the stuff you don't have, what if you started looking at it as a springboard, a reminder for you to put your head down and do your work? Put your head down, put your head down, put your head down and do your work. Because that's the kind of thing that actually gets you results, truly. That is an attitude that I have today after years of trying to overcome this game. But five years ago or 10, no way I was at this place, straight up. I told you I would go into a crazy spiral. So what I thought was, what's the advice I could give for someone who's maybe earlier on this journey, maybe younger. I actually was just having this conversation with someone in their early 20s the other day. And they were asking me like, how do you manage it? Because they'll open up, you know, Instagram and they'll start to feel a certain way. And as a point of reference, the person that I was speaking to, if you were looking at her career her life, her, all of it, you would think definition of success, literal definition of success. You would be like, how the hell have you done this at 26 years old? How? So I just want to say that because I want you guys to understand that it doesn't matter how successful you are. It doesn't. I'm comparing myself to another podcast when my podcast is one of the most successful. It doesn't make sense. Comparison doesn't make sense. And for this person I was talking to, y'all would kill. You would literally kill to have her following, her career, her money, her success, all of it. And she's telling me when I open up my Instagram, 
I know, she's like, I know intellectually that I shouldn't think, but I just, I do. And I was like, oh yeah, stop following anybody who triggers you. And she's like, well, some of them are my friends. I'm like, okay, great. Mute them. Mute the feed, mute the story until you get to a place where you've done the work and it doesn't hurt you anymore. The Another example of this is like, I admire the hell out of Rupi Kaur. Oh my God. She's so beautiful. She's such a talented writer. She did her tour and she's wearing these amazing dresses. And, and this is what I was telling my friend the other day. I'm like, every time I saw her work, I was just like dying. Like, oh my God. Like, what if you got to write poetry? What if you could do an event where you just got to wear like a ball gown? Like, which by the way is not even my vibe, but I just was like everything I saw of hers, I was so inspired. And then I kept getting more and more and more inspired. And at some point I started to compare. And for the longest time I kept her in the feed because I think her work is so beautiful. But at some point I was like, I can't follow this anymore, at least for right now, because I don't want to put negative energy into the world. And I also don't want to do that to myself. I want to be honest about my fallible human nature and just say that there are some people that I admire so much that it's going to tip over into something that's not super healthy. And I don't think that's forever. I fully expect to be able to follow this artist again, but at least for right now, there's something there that is making me feel a certain way. So I'm just not going to take part in it. And that literally has nothing to do with whoever it is that you need to mute or unfollow. It's not about them. It's about us. It's not about them. It's about us. And you need to make decisions that set you up for the best level of success that you can have in this world. So if you are opening up your feed and something in it is making you feel negative, stop following it. Stop. There's nobody forcing you to take part in looking at this stuff. And I'm just not, I'm not interested in oh, no, I'm strong enough and I can do it. And oh, I want to know what's going on in my industry and I want to blah, blah. No. In fact, I think the act of like, oh, I need to quote unquote know what's happening in my industry, I think that becomes a distraction for us. Because honestly, if you want to succeed in anything in this life, yes, you should arm yourself with ideas, but you have to show up as yourself. I did an interview with Gabriel Iglesias which aired earlier this week. And I mean, talk about someone who has built a literal empire for himself by being himself and by doing comedy in a way that was so unique to his experience. He wasn't trying to be Rogan. He wasn't trying to be Dice Clay. He wasn't trying to be Kevin Hart. He was doing it for himself as himself. You should know what's going on, but it shouldn't be ruling your life because the other thing that happens when we compare is that we think we need to do it that way. We think that we need to copy how someone else is showing up and that's just never going to work. Yeah, you can get inspiration, but 
if you start doing it the way they're doing it, you're only ever going to be a watered down version of somebody else. When you could be a full, magnificent version of you. You weird, wonderful, unique human being. And the more that you lean into who you are, the better you get at being yourself. I recommend that you intentionally consume media from your industry or from anything you're working towards that you feel like can be triggering to you and that you edit your feed. You edit your feed so like me, you're only going on and experiencing things that lift you up, that motivate you, that make you feel great. And if something does throw you off, you counterbalance it. And you also look for the question in there. In this instance, with my friends, asking myself a question of like, what about this triggered me? There's no confusion. It's just that I thought they got to interview someone really cool. That's it. But I have had moments in my life where I'm triggered by something and it opens up like a greater Pandora's box for me to figure out, okay, whoa, what just set me off here? You know, is it something like rupees, an incredible example for me at least? I know that this probably, gosh, I feel like there's four people who even like know what I'm talking about, but she did this tour where she just looked so pretty. That's what it was. She looked so pretty being on tour. And what it did was the comparison made me question if I was showing up in the wrong way. Because I liked the visual of what she was creating so much that it made me question, is there something wrong with me showing up on stage in jeans and sneakers, which is all you're ever going to get from me, guys. Because I just, literally, I went on a date with my boyfriend the other day and I wore these really tall platform shoes I've had forever, but I hadn't worn platform shoes in a while. I have forgotten how to walk. I look like a baby giraffe. I just hate it. I love the way it looks, but I hate the actual feeling of it. And I'm, so all you're ever going to get from your girl, some version of sneakers on stage. But what was interesting was that seeing that and going into a comparison spiral with her work it was making me question, am I the wrong kind of girl? Am I the wrong kind of woman? Again, that had nothing to do with her and it required some unpacking on my part. But in those things where it's like a little deeper, like we're going a little bit deeper, baby Rach from some other version of me is triggered about not being the right kind of girl. I'm just going to take a break. I'm just going to mute that so I can work through it with my therapist and then we'll move on. My point is that inside the comparison or inside the jealousy is usually a little seed of something that we need to work on or work through. So be mindful of that when it comes up for you. What is it about what this person has that's making me feel this way? What is it that they have that I'm wishing I had too? Last piece of advice, and this is incredible wisdom that I got from Ben Hardy. He was on the show. We talked about this extensively, two different episodes. I've replayed it, but so powerful is from a book called The Gap and the Gain. And his advice was that you measure backwards. You measure backwards. If you, 
my friend listening to this or watching it on YouTube, if you are hyper aware of what you're doing and how you're succeeding, then you are way less inclined to be judging yourself against someone else's meter stick. But the most powerful way to sit and rest in your own accomplishments is to be mindful of what they are. People who are goal-driven, people who are ambitious, people who are working on something big tend to always compare where they are to where they want to be. That's why we get fired up when we see someone else doing. We're not comparing. You don't open your Instagram and see someone where you were two years ago and go like, damn it, why can't I have that? No, we compare ourselves to people who are where we think we should be at by now. That's who we're comparing ourselves to. So if that's the case, then the easiest way to flip this narrative and to change the way we're feeling about where we are now is to look how far we've come. So I want you to stop measuring yourself against where you want to go. I want you to start measuring yourself against where you were a year ago. Where were you six months ago? Where were you three years ago? Look how far you've come. You've made traction in such incredible ways, but you're not paying attention to the achievements because you just are running off to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. You are living, as Ben Hardy calls it, you're living in the gap. You're living in this space that's forever there between where you are and where you want to go. But if you look backwards, if you say, well, damn, no, I'm not here yet. But two years ago, I was only writing on my own blog, and now I regularly publish pieces in these three online magazines. Three years ago, I had five followers, and now I've got 2,000. And maybe it's not the 100,000 that you're hoping that you're going to get, but look how far you've come. I swear to you, I just did an episode about this. If you didn't hear, it was all about manifesting and the law of attraction and what that looks like as you enter a new year. If you did not listen to that episode, it's episode 369. I highly recommend you go take it in. But y'all, from a place of abundance, I swear everything happens. And if you are constantly looking back, if you're constantly celebrating your own wins because of how far you've come, you will be shocked at how much faster you attract opportunity, success, good people, good moments. If you're living in that gap, if you're living in the comparison game, that's just going to be your reality. But if you want to make real traction, not just against your goals, but also as the kind of person that you want to be, start looking backwards using the momentum of how far you've come to keep you going until you get to the next place and the next. It sounds cheesy, but I'm just going to say it. You're doing really great. You've worked really hard. And sometimes you've had these huge wins and sometimes you've moved forward by just tiny little inches, but you're doing it. Stop looking outside yourself for the answers. You have everything you have ever needed already inside of you. You don't need another idea. You don't need inspiration from someone else. You don't need to look outside yourself. You don't need to get advice. You need to put your head down and do the work. And it's hard. That's why 
most people don't do it. That's why there's very few people on the long road. But I believe in you. And I think the goal this year is that you learn to believe in yourself. Because if you believe in yourself, you will stop looking at someone else as an example of what you don't have. All right, guys, that's today's episode. If you are still with me, thanks for hanging out. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel so you never miss an episode. Like this, give it a thumbs up. And if there was something helpful in this for you, would you please share it with a friend? You can put it on your social or send it out to your mama, your sister, someone that you think could use it. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Being human, trying our best. I'll be back soon with more information. And until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 